The morning sun filled the room with its warm incandescence, casting a gentle glow over a peaceful slumbering Andrea. I was careful not to disturb this tranquil scene as I slipped out of bed with a quiet grace. I quietly went into the kitchen and started the coffee pod machine. As it hummed to life, I gazed out of the window to the city coming to life below, the same city that had witnessed my downward spiral as I searched for a job a few weeks ago, desperately trying not to become homeless again. I stared at the front door and drifted back to that fateful day a few weeks ago when my emotions erupted like a storm and I had a meltdown right there in the foyer. It was the same fateful day and minutes after my meltdown that my father called after not speaking to me for 25 years. He called just out of the blue. It was that phone conversation that changed the course of my life. The aroma of freshly brewed coffee filled the air, pulling me from my reverie. I applied my typical condiments into the beverage, savoring the rich scent, clutching the cup. I returned to the bedroom where Andrea lay peacefully. I leaned against the dresser as I watched Andrea sleep, her chest rising and falling with each gentle breath. The soft morning light played on Andrea's features, highlighting the peaceful expression on her face. I couldn't help but marvel at how pretty this woman was and how I have come to care for her so deeply in such a short amount of time. As I sipped my coffee, my thoughts swirled like leaves in the autumn breeze outside the window. The past few weeks had been a whirlwind of emotions, confusion, and self-discovery. I had never imagined myself falling for someone. At the time, it seemed like an impossibility. And yet, here's Andrea. She had entered my life like a tornado, turning everything upside down. The intensity of our connection had taken me by surprise, challenging the preconceived notions I held about love. I grappled with my own fears and insecurities, unsure of where this unexpected journey would lead. But in that quiet of the fall morning, as Andrea slept in front of me, I felt a warmth spread through me and a certainty that love in all its forms was a beautiful and powerful force. As Andrea stirred, awakening to the aroma of my coffee and my presence, our eyes locked. In that moment, amidst the quietude of our shared space, I found solace. The future, uncertain as it may be, held the promise of a love that defied convention, blossoming like the autumn leaves outside our window. I set the coffee mug down on the dresser and approached the bed with a soft, lingering smile. I leaned down and pressed my lips gently against Andrea's and said, Good morning. Andrea, still half asleep, responded with a sleepy smile, her eyes fluttering open, and her arms suddenly and impulsively wrapped around my neck, pulling me closer and making me fall into the bed over her. There was playful laughter. We both giggled and laughed at the moment. The laughter subsided as the vibe changed from a playfulness to a ravenous hunger. Andrea's hand traced a tantalizing path down my waist, across my hips, and down my thighs, before sensually gliding back up. I felt her fingers softly graze between my legs as she seeked the drawstring of my very comfy but inconvenient sweatpants. I felt her hand gently rest on my belly and her eyes widened with a sexy smile of approval as she discovered my navel piercing. There was a comfortable silence, a shared understanding, 
that spoke volumes. Time seemed to stand still as we gazed into each other's eyes, a universe of emotions passing between us. Then, with a gentle intensity, our desperate lips met once more as her hands slowly lowered beneath my sweats, sealing the morning with a promise of ravenous carnality. taken the next several days off just so I could stay home with Andrea. However, on Friday I decided I needed to go into the office just to check on things. Mr. Stanton came into my office as I was checking on emails and reviewing project reports. He said, I'm glad to catch you today. I presented the idea to Mr. Lancaster and Mr. Spivey and they're on board, so go find us a dealership to purchase. I said, wow, great, I'll get right on that. He said, well, you can start with this one, owned by a Mr. Rodriguez, apparently a friend of Mr. Spivey. He's actually expecting you to call today. He's about to go away for several weeks, so we want to get your input so we can absorb it over the holidays. Today? Wow, that's fast, I said. Yeah, and one other thing. Apparently, Mr. Rodriguez lost a bet or something and owes Mr. Spivey a pizza. Not sure what that's about, but it was important for me to share that with you for some reason. I said, okay. Changing the subject, I asked, when do you want to start absorbing the interiors department? He said, we can talk about that after Thanksgiving. You know we're closed all next week, right? I said, yes, sir. He asked if I had any plans. And I answered, yes, in fact, I do. I'm going to Texas and spend it with my father. You? He said, I'm hosting Thanksgiving and expecting extended family from all over. It's going to be nuts, complete chaos. I will probably need a few days to recover afterwards. We both chuckled in agreement, and I said, I know, right? Mr. Stanton left my office, leaving me to catch up on the past few days. I called Mr. Rodriguez and asked when a good time to meet was, and he said he was clear for the rest of the day if I wanted to come meet with him then. I said I would be there within an hour. I immediately called Leslie in. I instructed her to close the door behind her. She took a seat, and I said, okay. So remember when I said I had a plan? Well... That plan has just been approved, and I would like your help. Sure, Leslie said. We need to find a commercial store here in New York. I have an appointment to see a friend of Mr. Spivey who is selling his business, so get your purse. We're going shopping. <laughs> Once we arrived to Mr. Rodriguez's place, we strolled through the showroom. I meticulously evaluated its layout, lighting, and overall ambiance. It was reflected of the model Lancaster Spivey & Associates had. 
and I could see them seamlessly integrating their architectural expertise into this environment. Mr. Rodriguez accompanied Leslie and I, providing insights to the history and philosophy behind his establishment. He spoke passionately about the importance of creating a great experience for the clients, emphasizing the role of design solutions that had made him a top dealer in the city year after year. Following the showroom tour, we sat down with Mr. Rodriguez to review the dealership's accounting books. The numbers painted a picture of a very healthy and profitable business with a loyal customer base. I then asked, Mr. Rodriguez, why are you selling? He answered, I'm retiring. I have two children, a surgeon and a dentist, and they have no interest in the business. My wife wants to travel. So I thought, what the heck, let's do it. Let's go live life. I've earned it. Yes, you have. You've built a beautiful showroom, I said. I asked if we could take a tour of the warehouse. He said, sure, it's in Brooklyn, though. I said, well, that's not a problem. So a car was pulled around to the front. We all gathered in. On the trip over, I asked about the pizza. Mr. Rodriguez laughed, and he says, yeah, he owes me a pizza. I said, what's that about? And he says, it's over a game of bowling. It came down to the last frame, and it was anyone's game. Jimmy was done. That was the first time I ever heard one of our principals referred to by a first name. Jimmy had finished all the frames, and now it was my turn, and I needed a strike to win. I should also note that we were highly intoxicated. I rolled the ball towards the pins, knocking down all of them except one. It rocked and looked like it was about to fall, but the machine reset before the last pin could finish moving. I insisted it was a strike, and I get the pizza. Jim sees it differently. We arrived at the warehouse, and it was just as organized as the showroom, running like a fine clock with men moving product from racks to prep for delivery with great confidence, skill, and precision. They seemed to be having fun and great camaraderie as they discussed their personal family plans for the holiday. After the tour, we thanked Mr. Rodriguez for his time and explained, we will present our findings to Mr. Lancaster and Mr. Spivey, who will most likely call you with a response. I know Mr. Spivey wants to catch up and say hi. He asked if we needed a ride back into the city and said he was heading home. I said, no, sir, thank you. We can catch an Uber. Leslie and I walked down the streets hoping to find a warehouse that sold designer knockoff handbags. As we were walking, I said, everything about this is perfect, except the terms and the price. I said, on paper, this was a safe and sound move, but boring, and everyone knows I don't do boring. Leslie pointed out, it's not all about you, Rox. I laughed, but jokingly said, well, of course it is. <laughs> As we talked, Leslie seemed to get a little bit more intense. When I pointed this out, she confessed she had not eaten today, and she was getting a little hangry. I said, you know what? I could eat, too. We found a quaint sandwich shop and grabbed a quick meal. As we exited, our journey took an unexpected turn as we stumbled upon a commercial furniture dealership that seemed like a diamond in the rough. The showroom, while boasting a wide range of quality products, appeared overwhelmed and lacked the finesse that could truly showcase its potential. The employees seemed uncertain, as if never had operated at this level before. We entered the commercial furniture showroom, and we were greeted by a polite, well-groomed young man. His professional demeanor immediately put us at ease. We allowed him to treat us as potential buyers, curious to experience the showroom through the eyes of a first-time customer. 
The young salesperson introduced himself as Jake, who guided us through the display showcasing the variety of commercial furniture with enthusiasm. I bonded quickly with Jake as his friendly banter and genuine interest in my preferences created a comfortable atmosphere. With a twinkle in his eye and a smirk on his face, Jake led me to a sleek modern chair and asked me to sit in it. And he said, you will never get hurt in this chair. And I was intrigued and I asked, really? Why is that? He just grinned and said, because it's armless. He emphasized the pun with a chuckle, clearly pleased with his clever wordplay. I couldn't help but groan at the pun. Shaking my head, I said, that was bad. But I said it with a playful smile, and Jake laughed, acknowledging the cheesy nature of his joke. He says, I know, but I couldn't help myself, he quipped. Our laughter reverberated throughout the showroom, creating a lighthearted atmosphere. I appreciated Jake's natural charisma and ability to infuse humor into the shopping experience. As we continued the tour, Jake showcased the various features of the furniture, seamlessly blending product knowledge with witty remarks. Throughout the interaction, I gained valuable insights not only into the commercial furniture offerings they had, but also to the potential of Jake as a salesperson. His affable nature and genuine enthusiasm for the product showcased his innate ability to connect with clients. But the rest of the employees seemed clueless as they scrolled through their phones or walked around with no apparent purpose like zombies, not sure what to do. There was no structure. It was just everyone doing, well, whatever. Installers carried a desk and chairs into the showroom and displayed it with little artistry, just kind of dropped it wherever. One installer called Jake over as he needed help to lift a surface onto the cantilevers. Once the work surface was resting in place, the installer crawled underneath the work surface, laying on his back, and asked Jake to push down on the work surface so he could screw the screws in. Jake jokingly said to the installer, Hey, you know, you don't have to ask me for help to spend time with me and check me out. The installer did not flinch, as if he heard this misappropriate kind of discussion a thousand times from Jake. He replied, I told you, not happening, dude. I like the ladies. But not giving up, Jake bravely but stupidly asked, Have you sampled the other side? Leslie and I just looked at each other. The installer crawled out from underneath the workstation, clearly agitated, but apparently liked Jake enough not to report him for harassment. He looked Jake squarely in the eye and said, No, Jake, I have not been gay with another man. Harass me one more time about this, and I will file a complaint. Do you understand me? Jake smiled and nodded yes. Yeah? Making sure that Jake understood. Jake continued to nod yes, even though he was visibly crushed. Leslie and I approached Jake, placed our hands on his shoulder, and said, That was pretty reckless. Bold? but that kind of advancement will get you fired and most likely hurt. Jake just simply said, it already hurts. There was an awkward pause, but then Jake broke the silence by blurting out, so how many chairs would y'all like to purchase? <laughs> it was at this moment when Jake literally changed the vibe of the entire room, and it was then I was certain. I felt the warm fuzzies. This was the place. I laughed along with Jake and his comment, but I said with a serious voice, I said I will take them all. He had absolutely no clue what was about to happen.
Little did he know. Let's go. I got big dreams. I'ma do big things. Hey, you see me on the big screen looking so clean. I don't move slow. I move fast right past. Anybody taking life for granted? Yeah, that's too bad. I'd be grateful for everything that I have. You only got this life. You don't get it back. Make the most of it. Become the best that I can. Everybody look at me. I got a plan. You gotta work hard, play hard. Do it from the start. Cause how you do anything is everything is start. Stay consistent and do it every day. Don't let fatigue get in your way. Cause 10% of something is better than nothing You better do something if you wanna be something I can feel my stomach rumbling, I'm hungry Big things coming, I ain't bluffing, yeah No, I don't wanna stay the same, yeah So I keep pushing through the pain, yeah That's the only way to make a change, yeah So I fight every day and train, yeah It'll all be worth it One day it'll all be worth it so I keep pushing through the pain, yeah That's the only way to make a change, yeah I've had enough I'm making my own luck Adrenaline, my drug I'm sick of feeling stuck I got this, I got this Will not quit to the top, I promise 